Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month of the coolest podcast around. And before we get started, I just want to give you a little bit of a background of what's going on in Kansas. Recently, Kansas voted to legalize gambling. Now, most of the people I know who live in Kansas who enjoy gambling have already been gambling online on websites that are domiciled in other countries or they've gone down to some type of casino in another state or like a riverboat casino or something like that. But now that gambling is legal in Kansas, that has opened up all of the... Well, let me be specific. I'm talking about sportsbook gambling. Betting on NFL games, college sports games, UFC fights. All these different sports can now legally be bet on through different gaming apps in the state of Kansas. So we are taking this month's show to highlight some of the opportunities for Kansas residents who listen to the Derek Izzy Show. Granted, this is not the topic of today's podcast, but if you are looking to gamble in the state of Kansas and you want to get some free money, check out all of the links on DerekIzzy.com under this episode or in the show notes. There you will see links that will get you free money. We've got three kind of title sponsors for this show. BetMGM, you can get up to $50 in free bets. FanDuel, you get up to $50. And then DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get up to $200 in free bets. Use the links below. And I believe you must be a Kansas resident in order for them to work. If you're not a Kansas resident, you hey, try them anyway. See if it works. Free money is definitely worth the few minutes that it takes to sign up and make a deposit. So thank you for being a listener to The Derek Izzy Show. And may you win some money. Born on September 25th, 1919 in Foreman, Arkansas. The topic of our podcast came into this world not knowing where he was going, and shortly before his 18th birthday, both his parents lost their lives. At this point, he decided to move to go live with his sister in Omaha, Nebraska. Now the topic of our podcast, he was an African American, and back in those days, things were different. Not really sure where he was going in life. The Navy had a big influence in Omaha. And he decided to enlist in the Navy. Now back then, 
being African-American and in the Navy, you really couldn't enlist as a regular soldier. There were a very limited number of occupations available in the Navy to the African-Americans. The position assigned to him was mess attendant. During his first four years, he would serve in the kitchen, and his Navy ship was based in Pearl Harbor. Now, I was unable to find information on why he decided to enlist in the Navy. There's very limited information from his family available, especially with the death of his parents. But I do know that there was no pool where he lived in Omaha. But growing up in Foreman, Arkansas, it's possible that the Red River or one of the stone quarries that's located in Arkansas became a place of reference for him where he would learn to swim. But nonetheless, he did enlist in the Navy. As I spoke earlier about the differences in treatment for African Americans, one of the differences was training. As he was going through training in the Navy, they did a lot of swimming exercises, and he wasn't even permitted to swim with the white soldiers during the training exercises. So after serving his tour in the Navy, he was back home in Nebraska when tragedy struck. Pearl Harbor was bombed. The topic of our podcast would see the area where he had served blown to pieces. Four days after the bombing, he made the decision to re-enlist. And in March of 1942, he was assigned to the USS Gregory. This time, he was no longer a mess attendant, but he was a steward. This is kind of a step up. Basically, his job was now to take care of the white officers' mess and clean their quarters. Now, the USS Gregory was kind of a training ship. It was a destroyer, and on this particular night, it was on a mission. On the night of September 4th, 1942, the Battle of Guadalcanal, multiple Japanese destroyers attacked the USS Gregory. Abandon ship! All hands abandon ship! was the call that rang out on the destroyer. The destroyer had been hit and it was sinking. Soldiers jumped into the water. Life rafts were all over the place. Wounded men fighting for their lives. They're in the middle of the ocean. It's dark outside. The destroyer had just been bombed. There's death and destruction everywhere. The topic of our podcast went into survival mode. There was a group of about 15 men They were on a life raft, drifting through the water. Shells from Japanese weapons were raining down around them. And it looked like the raft was headed right towards the Japanese fleet. This would mean certain death for the soldiers on board. But the topic of our podcast, the steward, the African-American, the person not eligible to enlist as an actual soldier or an officer, he would tie a rope around his waist and start swimming, pulling the raft of 15 men away from the Japanese fleet. The current was taking the raft 
towards the Japanese-occupied island. And the topic of our podcast tried to pull it in another direction. But this is impossible. The topic of our podcast didn't care about the odds of completing this task. He just jumped into the water and started swimming. He called out, just keep telling me if I'm going the right way. He swam and swam, relying on the men to give him directions on where he was going because it's dark. Imagine being in the water, shells exploding around you, death, terror, everywhere. And now you're pulling a life raft with a group of men that are relying on you to save their lives. But it's dark. You're in the middle of the ocean. But you trust the men to give you the right directions. You continue to swim. You're getting tired. An hour goes by. Two hours go by. You feel something bumping up against your feet. Something hits your legs. There's sharks in the water. Can you imagine the fear dragging this life raft and now you're dealing with sharks? Well, the topic of our podcast continued to swim, even though he was deathly tired. He swam for somewhere between five and eight hours until sunrise. At this point, a scout aircraft saw them and the rescuers were sent to pick them up. Swimming pretty much straight through the night, enduring terror, blood, and death all around you, and then dealing with sharks, but to eventually swim into the light and reach safety. That is exactly what the topic of our podcast did. After this act of heroism, the topic of our podcast was not necessarily treated as the hero that he was. Robert Adrian, a white officer on the USS Gregory who survived the attack, he did bring up the name of the topic of our podcast, but as an African-American back in those days, he really couldn't be celebrated as a hero. Admiral William Bull Halsey, he issued a letter of recommendation honoring the topic of our podcast for his heroic deeds. And this was received instead of a medal. Another soldier had received a purple heart for being wounded in action during the attack, but not the topic of our podcast. As time went on, his act of heroism seemed to have been forgotten. The War Gum Trading Card Company looks like they sold bubblegum and commemorative baseball cards. Well, they actually had a card for him in 1942. The card was captioned, Negro Swimmer Toes Survivors. And while he may not have received a medal and national recognition for his acts of heroism, risking his life to save those soldiers, there's very little information about what happened to him after that. Odds are he was probably discharged from the Navy and he disappeared into obscurity. After completing his military service, he suffered from depression, probably PTSD from all the death and destruction that he saw, and his method of coping was alcohol. 
on November 7th, 1956, at the young age of 37, the topic of our podcast would die. Years later, after his story had made the rounds, the topic of our podcast would finally get the recognition as a hero that he should have received all along. In June of 2021, he was honored during the Olympic swim trials in Omaha, Nebraska. Don Bacon, Jeff Fortenberry, and Adrian Smith co-sponsored a bill, H.R. 4168, to rename an Omaha post office after the topic of our podcast. Don Bacon is also a retired Air Force Brigadier General, and he has petitioned the Navy asking that the topic of our podcast be considered for a posthumous Medal of Honor. And then finally, on May 21st, 2022, he was posthumously awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for his heroic actions. During the ceremony, they dedicated at the Naval Base in San Diego, the Rescue Swimmer Training Pool, to our heroic steward. In June of 2022, President Biden signed into law H.R. 4168, and that designated the United States Post Office on Maple Street in Omaha, Nebraska, as the Petty Officer First Class Charles Jackson French post office. Charles Jackson French and his memory now live on as one of the unsung heroes of World War II. Petty Officer French is buried in San Diego, California, and even if he receives his honor in death, he has a grateful country that will honor his memory as a hero. Because now you know the rest of the story. Don't forget to check out all the betting in Kansas. $50 here, $50 there, $200 with DraftKings Sportsbook. Use those links in the show notes and on DerekIzzy.com. And as always, thank you for listening. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, write a review. Reviews go a long way in getting the show noticed. We need to get the name out there and continue to grow the audience and increase the downloads. Thank you all. Good day.